Hello, what's up? This is Aiden Jones. You listen to Sitting Under a Tree for Tuesday, the 5th of May, huh? 2020, 2020. I mean, who knows when I'm going to say the year a particular way. Mm. Oh, that is a good one, man. That is a very nice sip of tea right there. I hope you guys are doing well this week. It is a beautiful sunny morning in Melbourne in my room. There's sun coming through the thing. I think I just figured out something about my polka dot plant. What's it called again? Where's the Latin name? I wrote it on the side of the thing. Uh, Hypoestes philostachia, the polka dot plant. I think I just realized that it's quite tall, like all of the branches or whatever things go up quite high in the air, but all the leaves for months. Like I must have bought it in January or December. Nah, January, surely. Oh, I wonder if that goes, I wonder if me just (laughs) sticking my hands down my pants went (laughs) on the video. I forget that I'm doing video now and I just put my hands down my pants. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, we all have, you know, we all um hey, we everyone needs a little bit of comforting. <laughs> Imagine Imagine if I've been doing this podcast for fucking two and a half years and then I start doing it on video and that's how I realise that the whole time I've been doing the podcast every week, I've just been masturbating at the same time. I was like, oh my God, I did not realise that's what I was doing. (laughs) Oh my word. Fucking how are you, cunt? Um, Yeah, so I, uh, I realised with my polka dot plant that the things go quite high, but all, all the leaves have been dead for as long as I've had it. And uh, it's like, I just, I've never, I'm like, why? Why are all the leaves dead? What the fuck is going on? I, I thought that Bunnings had sold me a lemon, you know, like somehow they had fucked up the growing of the plant so that as soon as it left Bunnings, maybe it's just sad. Maybe it was just like, oh, I'm, I miss Bunnings. Oh, they grew me next to the, next to the trowels and now I don't. I'm not near any trails, so I feel sad because I'm away from my natural environment. Maybe that's it. Yeah, all the leaves have been just fucking like brown and curled up and I picked a bunch of the dead leaves off of it like a few months ago, but it still hasn't really helped. There's a few flowers on it, like little purple flowers and things, but at ground level now, a bunch of new leaves have come up and they're like beautiful and clean and I'm thinking maybe I just fucking lop all of the big stems off and just start again on those new leaves on the bottom. I just saw that this morning and it's so exciting. I feel like I'm in a very good mood this morning as opposed to last week. Oh my God, can I apologize for last week's podcast? Jesus fucking Christ. If you're listening now and you listened last week, uh, you are a fucking trooper. You are one of these people who has just for some reason <laughs> gravitated towards me and is like, I still want to hear what this dude has to say after he fucking limped his way through that Sorry excuse of a fucking half hour last week. Man, <clears throat> I, I realized something quite funny. If you haven't listened to last week's, don't bother. I lost my phone and I the fence went up next door and I was in a bad mood about it all. And I realized like a few days later that it was probably because I was coming down off of MDMA. Like, how was that not immediately apparent to me that we did MD on the Saturday night and 
on Saturday or maybe Sunday, Blake and Liz were making jokes at me going like, hey, man, you're probably going to want to get out of the house on Tuesday because we're both going to be coming down off MD and so we're going to be really mad and upset and probably just fight with each other and be yelling at each other all day. And I was like, ah, that's very funny. I will try and get out of the house and I couldn't. And um, so I was here and even in the day of, I was kind of thinking of like making jokes or... I wasn't making jokes. I was in a bad mood. I was just, at some point in the day, I said like, oh, you guys haven't even been mad at each other at all today. It's been pretty good. Like, they were pretty chill. I was expecting some big fucking, some big end of the world fights, you know. And uh, when I made that joke, it was towards the end of the day on Tuesday. I was like, oh, that's why I've been in a bad mood all day. Yes, some bad things happen, but also I'm fucking, I'm coming down off drugs. That's what you guys heard last week was me just falling off of a fucking serotonin cliff and into a pit of, what's the opposite, what's the opposite of serotonin? What do they call it when you have no serotonin? I'm not sure. I had no serotonin, I I was, I was fiending for some serotonin. Can you get serotonin, like, I guess that's what MDMA is. I was going to say, can you get like little topper uppers? It's like MDMA, but you just cut out the middleman. Just you fucking put a big needle into your temple and inject you with some serotonin. Oh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? A little bit of seri therapy. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a beautiful day today. It's been fucking cold, but the sun's out now. That plant, I can't wait to lop the stems off of that plant. Um, I, uh, I've committed myself to doing three videos a week on YouTube for I'm I'm obsessed with YouTube right now that's my whole thing at the moment at the start of coronavirus I was obsessed with uh the figures and stats of cases of coronavirus by country and for the whole world and I was checking them like every fucking hour <laughs> just checking numbers watching numbers go up and <laughs> and 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 the coronavirus has started to be like a bit less intense and so has it started to be a bit less intense? I do, genuinely, I keep seeing, I'll go on like the Guardian blog and it has like worldwide cases and in like March, it just went up, it was a big spike and it was exciting and uh, now that we're into May, it's kind of been flat, like it's like, there's like fucking squeals, every day is different but like the trend is pretty flat And I find myself just not so captivated by it. Like, I was absolutely enthralled with all of those stats in March. Oh, my God. What an exciting time to be alive. And now it's flattened off and I'm like, yeah, you know, there's a virus, but we're all hanging out. I feel a little bit of Stockholm Syndrome for the, um, like, for this state of, of quarantine, to be honest. Because I'm fucking doing so many things that I would never get to do normally because I feel like I have so much time. But do I actually have that much more time? I don't even know that I do have that much more time. I'm not doing gigs every night, so I guess I'm not writing stand-up. But I reckon the the level of stuff that I'm doing now, I could maintain that if stand-up was back on and I still didn't have a job. I think I could do this. I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing fucking my podcast... I'm writing backyard bitch episodes every week and uh, and then just writing stand-up and doing gigs. That'd be it. Well, I only need to write stand-up for like two hours a day. It's not going to take me the whole day. 
that's kind of where I want to be at. So I've committed this month to doing three videos a week. Podcast on Tuesday, Backyard Bitch on Friday, and Sunday I'm putting up a video of stand-up that I've already had recorded. I've got a set that I recorded at uh, the Crack House Comedy Club in Kuala Lumpur in June or May. No, June. June. And um, just taking out like two or three minute bits from that. I've got like four or five videos. A lot of the bits are things that I don't really do that much anymore. They're definitely not in the new show, which is sick. That also, that was kind of cool, man, to realize that I, um, like going through that set, there are five two or three minute chunks or bit of whatever. There's, there's probably like 15 minutes in there that's good that's not in the new show. I could almost go back. I got to go back and watch my old sets more and see what gear I was doing like a year ago because there's some stuff in there that I would not ever do in a set now, which is kind of cool to realize. Anyway, so yeah, three videos uh, three videos a week. And, um, the other big plan that we're thinking about doing here is when, oh man, on Friday, there's a meeting. If you don't live in Australia or you don't know, this isn't relevant to you at all, but there's a meeting on Friday for, um, talk about how we can go out of quarantine and maybe through the first lowering of restrictions. And we're talking about if that gets lowered so that we could have, um, groups of 10, then we're probably going to put on some stand-up shows in the garage in our house. Thinking about like <clears throat> maybe uh, eight people in the garage and um, everyone's like social, you know, everyone's distance from each other. Everyone's got like a meter between each other and, and then have like the show be like 45 minutes, have four comics and an MC on and... Uh, Everyone who's on, so eight audience members in there and then the one comic on stage is nine. That leaves us a leeway of one. And then all the other comics maybe out in the backyard or out the front of the house waiting to go on. So when they come on, they get tagged on and that's when the there's like two, whatever. I, I, I reckon we could fucking do it. Charge like 10 bucks entry into the garage. Have... Um, just have like, you know, I mean, there's enough comics who we know who we're mates with who would want to do it, I reckon, and then stream it free to everyone else. And then we could do stand up again. It might be like a month. I might be able to do stand up again before the end of May. Oh my God. Imagine. I just, it doesn't even seem real at this point. Stand up to me is like a thing that I. I just have evidence of me doing at some point in my life, but I'm not thinking about it. I'm not fucking ever writing jokes for it or anything because there's no gigs to look forward to. We were thinking even with that show, so that's one, do like one hour blocks and just have three shows a night, same comics, eight different people. So that's 80 bucks if everyone pays, 80, 240. And then we got five comics and we'll split it fucking five ways and maybe kick Liz a bit of money if she wants to do the door or whatever. I don't, yeah, we can, we can do it. We can do it! God fucking damn. Um, I reckon people would really get behind that. If you would really get... If, you, if you're listening to this right now, do me a fucking solid. If you're listening to this right now and you're in Melbourne and you would do that, just send me a message. Like, if you would come, just send me a message and be like, I would fucking come, man, 100%. Because um, I feel like I know plenty of people who would but I don't exactly know how to get to them. I guess I would just put it on Instagram, huh? Maybe put together a little fucking show reel. 
maybe just have me and Blake having a conversation and then that would be the show. <laughs> hey, Blake, I'm sick of not doing stand-up. Hello, Taco, me too. <laughs> and then and it's like us like hammering nails into the garage fucking wall with like a fucking montage of like this is what I'm thinking alright does that sound clear to anyone okay so the sketch is I say to Blake hey Blake I'm sick of not doing stand up quick write that down write that down And then Blake says to me, hello, Taco, me too. And then it's a fade and then rock music, hard guitars. And then it's a montage of us fixing up the garage so that it looks all cool for stand up. Maybe while we're fixing up the garage, like something silly happens. Like I fall over and a a bucket is on my head and I'm like, oh no, there's a bucket on my head. And we laugh. (laughs) And put that in the script, laugh, slap thighs. And then, um, and then what would happen? So we'd be there laughing, slapping thighs, the, uh, fix up the garage. And then, and then, <laughs> yes. And then, and then we're there. We like put our hands on our hips and we like stand back and look at it. We're like, ah, that's done. Now we'll need some other comedians. And then Pete and Luca rock up. They're like, hello, <laughs> we are Pete and Luca. <laughs> oh man, this is going to be one of the greatest shows you have ever seen in the history of Melbourne comedy. <laughs> They're like two birds. Hello, we are Pete and Luca. And they walk in and then we all put our fists in the, in the middle of the fucking thing and a, a bright light emanates from the four of our fists and then Alex Ward jumps out. <laughs> And that's the lineup for the show. That's the, that's probably the lineup that we would have, to be honest. Um, yeah, man, I'm so fucking excited to stand up again. I've been thinking about. Was I thinking about doing stand up the other day? I think I had a dream about doing stand up. I can't remember. I didn't. I mean, I didn't write that down in my show notes, so I'm not going to talk about it. But uh, even doing like going through those clips again from KL from the gigs that I did, and <sighs> I watched some stand up with fuck with. I watched like we watched some of my stand up. I was just like, I want you to see, because like this girl, I've been seeing her for like two months, and she hasn't even seen me do stuff. She's seen me once. The day that we matched on Tinder, she was at uh, she was at the Bergie Seltzer, which is like this gig on Sydney Road, and it's like not a good gig. Like it's just an open mic or whatever. It's like in a bar. It's a good gig. It's fun. Sorry, Glenn Zen, if you're listening, it's a good gig. It's a good gig. Thank you for very much. Um, it's not like a big show or anything, you know, and I'm going there, I'm doing mostly new and she saw me at that. So whenever I'm like, you haven't seen me do stand up, she's like, oh, I've seen you there. And I'm like, ah, it's not really the same. Like it is a bit of it. It's part of it, but you kind of want to see the other bits as well for context. And, uh, it's crazy to me that we've been, yeah, we've been like hanging out for two months and she hasn't seen me do the whole thing that my entire identity is predicated on. Um, and so we watched one of my videos and, and she said some nice things about it and said that I just, you know, the way I seem is very whatever. Um, and it made me remember like how nice it is to do stand up, to go on. And I just was like, 
really pine. It was a video of me doing my show in Perth to a sold out room. And, um, yeah, like just fucking uh, like a fish in water. There's that thing. I read a, I read a paper, a paper. Did I read a paper or did I read about someone reading a paper? I definitely didn't read a fucking paper. How's that for a bit of like uh, big up in myself? I read a paper. No, I didn't. I read an article where someone referenced a paper, and I am just I'm I'm just ready to claim to have read a scientific paper. Um, this thing this person was talking about how uh, people are drawn most to like when they interviewed a bunch of people's romantic partners. They said, "When are you most attracted to your partner?" And it's when they're doing the thing that they really love doing when you see them in a situation where you're watching them and they're not engaging with you, but they're engaging with a thing that they love. And it looks like they're a fish in water, you know, when they're just in their element. And, uh, that was what me talked about when we were watching me do that stand up videos. She said that I just seemed like I was in my element and it was very attractive and that was nice. Anyway, I played Civ 6 with my brother on Sunday night. It was my brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. I know you listen to this. I know you're probably the first person to listen to this, which is weird because you're my brother. But anyway, uh, is it weird? I don't know. Um, You're one of the 54. Congratulations. And you're 25 years old. Um, Yeah, we played Civ 6. I re-downloaded it. I was like, I'm not going to play anymore. It's too good. It's fucking crack, man. It That is a serotonin injection. If, oh my God. I don't know how anyone could not enjoy that fucking game, man. It just is like in, impossibly good. So once you get into it, once you get involved, ugh. um, Yeah, so... I was like, I'm not playing anymore, but I'll play once a week with my brother. We can just sit down and, and fucking have a game. We played five hours. We did a we did a Facebook call on chat and just played five hours of Civ. And uh, my brother, way better than me at Civ. Oh, my God. With all the new... Like, I hadn't even played with some of the new rules in the expansion pack that I bought. And fuck, they're hard to play with. We played three games. We, like, just played three games until the point where I was like, I don't want to play anymore. I'm losing. <laughs> We started again, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, fuck. It was just so fucking hard, um, but it was like it just—it's it, nice to. We've talked about this before that maybe more like with my dad, we don't have like a speaking relationship, so we don't really do like the sitting down and just having a face-to-face chat. But it's like, oh, Phoebe was telling me about this. Shoulder to shoulder is a way that some people engage and especially guys, like rather than just talking directly to someone, which can be so confronting and like you're there and you, it's, there's a lot of pressure on you. You're like, what am I going to say? I have to say a thing. But if you don't do that, if you just do, if you both just do something else, another example is like doing a puzzle, doing some sort of pointless menial activity, but together, then eventually you'll just say stuff and that'll come out of it. And that's what that felt like. We were just playing Civilization and every now and then being like, oh, what about this thing? And except I felt like it kind of worked better for my brother than it did for me because I can't concentrate on doing two things at once and playing Civ is actually really hard for me because I'm not good at the game. So Dan's like saying stuff to me like, oh, what about this thing in your life? And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on, I'm losing. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, 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 cool. Like, I want to connect with you, whatever. You're my brother, but actually, I need to just fucking do a few things in my city because, like, yeah, I, just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Don't make me hang up this call. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> five hours, man. Five and a bit hours we had that Facebook call going for. That was great. I had another moment of that, that shoulder to shoulder talking on Friday night, me and and her housemate did acid together and there was this moment that was real nice. Oh, actually, I want to talk about... Anyway, um, maybe I'll do that first, the picture for this week, um, and then I'll do this little story. Uh, the picture for this week is me, a picture that I took of myself and, uh, and a sense of... Actually, as a way of like celebration, it was me with my fist up, like, yes, like in a, uh, like a victory... Because um, it was the first picture that I, that I took on the Samsung Seven that I ordered. Because oh motherfucker, when I when my phone broke last week and I took it to JB Hi-Fi when I recorded the podcast last week, the new phone that they had given me to tide me over was sitting on the bed. I hadn't tried to use it. Well, after I did the podcast, I went to use the phone. The worst phone, maybe one of the worst phone experiences I've ever had in terms of like relative. Like that phone, I looked it up. That phone cost like a hundred dollars in 2015 when it was brought out and i've said that to a few people and they they don't they're not as fucking shocked as they should be that is a nightmare phone experience how can you i know everyone's fu- oh this pissed the shit out of me actually everyone's f- pissed the shit out of it got its dick and it pissed until shit came out of my butt is how much it annoyed me. Everyone's fucking reaction when I was like, this is the phone they gave me, was just like, oh, well, you know, you don't need your phone. So I'm like, fuck you, I don't need my phone. Yeah, I fucking do, and so do you, cunt. So fucking over people acting like they don't need their phones. Like they're just, oh, I don't really need my phone, I don't really use it. I just, you know... Yeah, well, it's just a, uh, just a, a thing that I have in my life, but I don't, I don't really rely on it that much. Fuck you. You fucking do. Every fucking person I know relies so heavily on their phone, and then I get this fucking piece of shit that I had. It. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. Am I going to sneeze? Come on, come on. Oh, nah, I'm not going to sneeze. Um, I got Instagram, Facebook, Messenger, and Gmail on it. That was it. And it was slowing down. Those are like four, like the first four apps that you're going to get on your phone. And then already it was like, oh, and and that's right. And Spotify. And I tried to open Spotify and I figured I can't delete Facebook because I need to log into Spotify via Facebook. So I try to get open Spotify. It just never opens. I leave the phone on my bed for like 10 minutes. Spotify is still not open. Like it just doesn't work. As a fucking phone, it is not fit for purpose. The thing that they gave me to replace my fucking Google Pixel 3 that just stopped working and is gone now for a month and this phone that they gave me didn't fucking work. So I go back in. No, did I go back in? No, that's right. The phone that they gave me didn't work and it wasn't that one. It was a different one. So they gave me the one that I then tried to use and that was the one that they gave me that was a bit better. The screen didn't work. So I took it back in and they gave me the Samsung J1 that cost $100 in 2015 and that didn't work. So I went online and I bought a Samsung Galaxy 7 
for $175. That's just where I'm at now. Fucking JB Hi-Fi. Oh, I, I want to know who to yell at. JB Hi-Fi claiming erroneously. Erroneously? Is that the right word? Or have I just pulled that out of nowhere? Oh, let me fucking check. Let me check. Erroneous. Erroneous. What are you... Oh, fucking come on, you rat dog. Erroneous. Erroneous. Wrong. Incorrect. Yeah, I fucking was right. Fuck you. JB Hi-Fi. <laughs> just straight back into the anger. JB Hi-Fi claim erroneously that they give people replacement phones when they fucking check their phone in for warranty. Like, it's JB Hi-Fi's warranty that they offer. My phone's being sent off under warranty. JB Hi-Fi, you would think, would have a responsibility or at least take a responsibility for their customers and give them a replacement phone knowing full well that people rely on their fucking phones. It's important. It's the most important item that I fucking own in my life. And the replacement that they give me is not fit for purpose. Fuck you, JB Hi-Fi. God, I was so fucking angry. And I knew, like, I can't just... People are like, well, maybe just take it. Did anyone say that to me? Maybe I was just... Maybe that was a voice in my head that I was making, getting angry at. There was some voice in my head going, maybe just take it as a month. To show yourself that you don't rely on your phone. Maybe you just take it as a time away from your phone. No, I can't take time away from my phone. Yeah, I give up. I'm not able to. I can't fucking do it. It's impossible to survive in the world that I want to live in. I'm trying to post fucking podcasts and, and stay on Instagram and be fucking whatever. No, I refuse to have time away from my phone. To have a month of no phone. I will not do it. Okay? <laughs> I can't. Fuck you. Anyway, so the picture for this week is when I got the Samsung 7, which is still not good, but it came after a few days and I took a picture of me with my fist up in a victory pose. And that's the picture that I'm going to make as the like hello picture for this podcast. Fuck. I guess I should talk about anger. I had a real cool moment on, uh, on Friday night when we were on acid housemate when we first kind of sat down me and her had met a few times and like I guess we knew each other but we didn't really know each other and we clashed pretty quick when we sat down to settle into like okay we just took acid we're going to be here for you know eight hours or so and I made some I made some dumb joke about like they were going oh isn't it nice to hold your boobs and I was like oh yeah I guess that's the tough thing about being a guy compared to being a girl is like Girls can, or no, I said, I didn't even say that bad. I said, that's the trade-off. Girls can't, like, it's it's considered taboo for women to show their breasts, but men can show their torso and it's not taboo. But women can hold their breasts and it's fine, but men can't hold their balls, which is, I guess, the equivalent is that's like the junk that you have that feels comforting. Do, do women like hold their vaginas ever? I don't think so. Maybe they do. But I feel like I feel like the equivalent there is is cupping your balls versus cupping your titties. And if you need any evidence of that, just before at the start of the podcast, I freaked out because I fucking went to cut my balls. Not allowed. Anyway, I made that silly comparison, and uh, and Phoebe's housemate just kind of jumped down my throat about like, well, that's fucking all right. Yeah, it's so tough to be a man, yeah, that, except the fucking unequal pay, and and I was just like, 
oh, my reaction was like, oh my God, fuck, come on, cunt. All right, sorry. And from there, for the next like hour or two, we kind of smoothed it over, but then it kept coming back and we didn't really reach a resolution to that sticking point. Because I guess her her v- viewpoint or like her um, per- 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 per perspective that she was coming from was um, was like, yeah, I get that's a joke, but it also is indicative of your privilege as a man and I'm just here to call you on your privilege. And I'm like, yeah, fine, but is this really like, do we have to do this now? I understand that I'm privileged, but I didn't come here and take acid to fucking sit down and get a lecture. I came here to have fun. All right, I know that I'm privileged and I apologize for it and whatever you want, I prostrate myself. But is that really why I came to your house on a Friday night? Or did I just come here to fucking make jokes and have a laugh? Like I thought that this was supposed to be like a safe space where you can fuck around. Anyway, after a while, we talked about that and we talked about things and then there was this one moment and uh, I'm going to try and be very vague because this was some personal stuff. So I just want to keep it vague. But there was a moment when left the room and me and her housemate were there together and she turned to me and was like you know you keep um, you keep calling me out on my anger and I said yeah I think that's because I'm an angry person and I'm able to see myself in you in terms of like when you get angry I can see maybe before does that you're getting angry right now that there's like a bit of venom in like the thing that you said because I do that as well I'll I'll say some shit that maybe seems you know, just like whatever, like a throwaway comment. And then I'll hear it as I say it in my head and be like, oh, you said that because you're angry. That's often why I make myself laugh is because I catch myself in a moment of passion saying some crazy shit. And then as soon as I say it, I'm like, oh, I know why that was crazy because I am angry. (laughs) And... um we had that conversation and then we started talking about times that we had gotten angry and she spoke about a few things in her life situations when she got angry and the exciting thing for me was um so she told a story and told it up until a point and then stopped and there was clearly more of the story to come but she kind of stopped and and just kind of let it hang i think that was as much as she felt comfortable telling and then when she told that and stopped, I kind of felt like, okay, this is my turn to share something. And so I shared some personal stuff. And I just fucking talked about Fernando. And I, I talked about, um, what did I talk about? The way, oh, that's right. It was about knowing something, but not knowing something. And it was, I talked about how, when I was growing up, I knew my mum had told me when I was like 10, that, um, about my biological dad and Fernando and this is where I came from and I kind of knew it but I chose to not know it and I wanted to always try and gloss over that conversation which is why I started calling myself Taco and blah 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 it made more sense in context because I had done my show for them that night so that was kind of a topic that was hanging in the air but anyway I talked about that and I ended up getting a little bit choked up about it and uh, said some things that I actually it was really nice I said some things that I don't think I had said before I was like saying this stuff very coherently and good and I felt good about the things that I said and then once I had shared that it she kind of became more open and responsive again and shared the rest of her story 
and it felt so nice to be like real open and honest with each other and the fact that it came from this place of like us both acknowledging that we were angry that made me feel like the disagreement that we had had at the start of the hang even though we weren't really talking about that disagreement it made me feel like okay I understand where that came from now and I'm not upset anymore because when at the start I just felt attacked is what happened I just felt attacked and there's my ego in there because she wasn't actually attacking me she was attacking the system whatever but I still that that explanation of like I'm not attacking you I'm attacking the system that you exist in that's not really sufficient for me to feel better you know because at the end of the day I do still I do still feel attacked even if you say you're not, well, okay, well, that's not how I feel. But what did make me feel better was the conversation that we had afterwards when we both acknowledged that we're both angry people because the tacit acknowledgement that flows from that is like, okay, we're both angry people and we both lash out at things because we're angry. And when we do that, it's more about our anger than it is about the thing we're lashing out at. And that made me feel like, oh, it made me even realize for myself that I didn't realize before that when she said that to me, she wasn't getting angry at me. I mean, she was, but she also kind of wasn't. She was just getting angry at all of the stuff that's happened to her in her life and the anger that she carries around. And my reaction to her, which was also anger, is also because of the things that have happened to me in my life and the anger that I carry around. Fucking that's so nice. To just realize that it's not about the other person. It's just about you. And we kind of like, it was the, uh, we fucking had a hug is what we did. She was telling her story. And there was a point when I realized that she like was being like completely open through the story. And I was still trying to listen to the story and give that my full attention. But there was a part of me that knew as soon as she finishes telling this story, I'm going to fucking stand this up and we're going to have a a nice old hug. Because this is a moment where two people really connected. It was so fucking good, man. And um, I think that's the end of the podcast. Yeah, fuck it. That's it. I don't even know what the song's going to be this week, man. Shit. Oh, yes, I do. The song is going to be this song. It's called... I don't know because I deleted the tab on YouTube, but it's a song that played at the end of season three of The Sopranos that I was watching last night. What was it called? It's called Ungrateful Heart, maybe? Hold up. I'm about to fucking... Where is it? History... It's called Core Ingrato, The Ungrateful Heart. Yes! It's this fucking Italian song and this guy is singing it at the end of the episode. It's really beautiful. Here it is. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Fucking go on the Instagram, whatever. Go on my YouTube, watch Backyard Bitch videos, all that shit. The Instagram is sitting under podcast if you want to check that picture out and see the little warping that I've done with it. Other than that, have a great week. I've been Aiden Jones, sitting under a tree. Peace. Cadari, perché mi dighi sto parole amar, perché me palio gore mi tormiende cadari, non te scorda che t'ha giudato gore cadari. Non te scorda, cadari, cadari.
cadari che benedicere su parla con me da spaseme tu non ci pensas stu dolore mi tu non ci pensi tu non tieno cor core cor ingrato dai pigliato a vita mia tutto è passato non c'è Core, core ingrata, dai pigliato a vita mia, tutto è passato.